As I was thinking about the morning and, and I've been preparing the, 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 the progress through God's Word for the last several weeks. And, uh, um, and so I'm excited about where we are in studying the Word, hearing a lot of comments from folks who are reading every day. You know, the, the, the read through the Bible passages and, and the gathering in the Word devotionals are following the reading for that day. And I had somebody say that somebody sent me a note, something to the effect that it's cool that the gathering is encouraging, you know, through the Bible on several different platforms and ways and that sort of thing. So it's kind of exciting that we get to do that together. Last week, uh, I shared with you, <laughs> God said it. I really focused on, on, uh, on the word. Uh, God spoke everything that we see in the creation. God, God provided it for us. Man, I, I, I read the Genesis passages and I go, you know, I, I've seen some really nice gardens before. <laughs> but can you imagine what the garden was that God planted, that God made, that he placed Adam in, that he created Eve in? That he gave them uh, the, the, the command to, to nurture, to, to, to have dominion over creation. God set all that into existence. God set all this into existence. Now we know that some of this is not words from God's mouth because it's history and it's poetry and there are a lot of things. But God breathed everything that we see in this book. And so, so to, 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 let's say, ignore it, that's not good. Matter of fact, it's very bad. To trivialize it would be to, 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 to trivialize the Word of God, what God has said to us. To, to um, take out parts would be to edit God. We're not called to be editors, okay? God has set it for us. He has given it to us. And so we're going to work our way all year long through the Bible. And, and I'm getting pretty excited to see how it all sort of falls together because this morning, as I told you, I was on the way and I thought, mm, <clears throat> I bet we're not as crowded this morning. So I started considering, I said, well, who will be there? And, and, and then God, there are a lot of folks watching online. Scott said he'd be watching online. Scott's not well. John, his family's not particularly. Pray for John's family. His uncle passed away this morning at 5 o'clock. He sent a text message a few minutes ago. Y'all pray for John and his family, all righty? Um, I, 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 I thought, who's going to be here? Who's going to be watching online? Who's going to see all these things? And you know what we're talking about? <laughs> the fall. So I'm guessing y'all need to hear it in person. I mean, I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. God has given us everything we need. God has given us his instruction and provided for us his expectation. It's important that we pay attention. And it's important that we recognize who we're paying attention to. All righty? Pray with me. Father, I want to praise you again for the morning and the opportunity we have to hang out together. And God, we, we understand that as we gather in this place in your name, you meet with us here. You, you are in our midst. So God, we, we want to hear you. We want to hear your voice. We want to hear your 
your word. We, we want to understand, God, that which you've set before us to, to, to dine on, to ingest the food, God, of your word. God, help us to hear it. God, help us to, 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 to apply it in our lives, but God, that we might go out into the world and, and be that representation you know, of Christ to a world that's lost and dying and confused and fearful, wandering. God, you have given us everything. God, help us to understand that. God, let us hear you this morning, and I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. So the title of the message today is, What Have You Done? What have you done? Genesis 3, beginning in verse 8, 8, says, Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God. Then the wife and his man, and then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden at the time of the evening breeze. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. So the Lord God called out to the man and said to him, Where are you? Now, I've always found this humorous. Okay? You got an all powerful, all knowing, all everywhere God. And Adam and Eve thought they could hide behind a tree. That to me makes me smile. I mean, you know God. You've been hanging out with God in the garden. You've been moving with God and seeing God's everything that God has accomplished. And, and, and they hear the sound of God. Whatever that sounds like in the breeze, in the evening. I, you know, it says walking. I mean, if that is some sort of anthropomorphism that, that there was the crunch in the leaves of God's feet in the garden. I don't know. I wasn't there. But all of a sudden, Adam and Eve were going, like we think we can hide from God. Folks, that thought needs to be, you need to remember that as we go through this message this morning. Hiding from God is impossible. You can't hide from God, okay? And he said, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid then he asked, who told you that you were naked? Did you eat from the tree that I commanded you not to eat? Now, in that verse, in those two sentence questions, you ready? Who told you you were naked? Who are you listening to? Right? Who is it that you're paying attention to? Second question, did you eat from the tree that I said I commanded you not to eat from? Okay. The man replied, okay, let's shift some blame, guys. You ready? The man replied, the woman you gave to be with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree, and I ate. You know, it's all, always that picture. So she shoved it in your mouth, did she? So the Lord God asked the woman, what have you done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. Can I ask that question again? Who are you listening to? Who are you paying attention to? All right, so today we're, we're, we're going to walk through this just a little bit. I want you to consider what it says. It says that the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden at the time of the evening, evening breeze. Think about the garden a minute. It says there that, that God planted a garden in the east, right? 
God planted a garden. What, what, what was the garden like? What was it about the garden that God, who did he make it for? He made it for Adam. He established it for them. Their, their, their role was to nurture, to, to garden, to tend, to have dominion over God's creation. Had everything they needed, right? Uh, I, I like to say sometimes, you know, he, he set the table for them. All they had to do was sit down and eat, right? He, 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 he provided it. And even, and this is the ultimate, y'all, this is the big point. It's not just the fruit trees. It's not just the green grass. It's not just the vegetables and, and, and the, the friendly animals wandering around and all that sort of thing. God himself came into the garden with them. Folks, if you need anything, that's what we need, is God's presence. We need God. You see, Adam and Eve had it all. They had everything. Right? Folks, I want you to think about, about who we are in Christ a minute. <clears throat> when over the last few months I've shared with you the idea and the concept of, of, of who am I? You know, who am I? You know, am I what the world says that I am? Am I who the world says that I am? Am, am, am I defined by uh, uh, the clothes I wear or the activities I engage in or the career that I follow or the family that I'm a part of? Am, am, am I defined by the, the friends that I have? What, what defines me? Well, in Christ, it's Christ that defines us. You see? God redeemed me. God picked me up out of the mess to make me his child. So anytime I have that who am I conversation with anybody, I had it a couple times this week. Who am I? I'm just God's child. I'm God's kid. You know, he loved me. He raised me up. He made me his own. He adopted me. He saved me. He cleansed me. You know, he forgave me. Right? So, so I've got in Christ everything I need. Now, I'm going to make a little application here. Y'all ready? I don't need the television. Y'all know that? Now, I'm not saying that the television is innately sinful. But I don't need it. I don't need the noise that comes out of it. Now, I go ahead and tell you, I watch television. You know what? I was watching some some tiger playing against some raider against some some guys in black and white stripes. I think the guys in the black and white stripes won last night. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I, I, I'm not a fan of any team in the playoffs right now, so it doesn't matter. But you see, I mean, I watch it. I'm not saying that innately, but here you go. When I allow what's coming out of that little box to have an impact, on my life, on who I am, steering my attitudes and, and my choices and my actions. And, and dare I go ahead and say my emotions and my feelings about things? Right? I mean, if I, if I turn that little box on and, and, and there's some, I don't know a nice word to use, but let's see. Someone talking. 
How about that? And they're sharing their opinions. They're sharing attitudes, their convictions. Uh, they're, 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 they're speaking words, right? From their own, I'm going to go ahead and say it, the word's agenda, right? And, and somehow with Christ in me, there's a, 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 a dissonance. There, there, there's an immediate kind of, whoa. But I let what they say, okay, let's say I don't join them in their attitude and their opinion. But I let what they say make me angry about my attitude and opinion. I've given the person on the screen authority and power over me. You know who, who only is supposed to have authority and power over me? Now, y'all are thinking Angie, but no. It's God, you know? God governs my life. God has control, authority over who I am. Who I am. Uh, it, it, out of that comes my value structure, what's important. Who am I listening to? Who, who am I paying attention to, right? So we've got it all. If you are in Christ, you've got it all. Okay? Now, the world can say you need this, or, or, or it's okay to want that. But the truth of the matter is, you've got it all. I mean, I mean, God has told us that he would supply our needs according to his riches and glory. But we live in a culture and in a society that is all about wants. And that was the problem in the garden. Adam and Eve had it all. They wanted more. So now, 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 now let's take a look at what, what it is that they wanted. All right, so, so Adam has heard the instruction of God not to eat from the tree. Somewhere in there, it got a little, uh, there, there's, there's, a, there's a place in there. Because when, when Eve is listening to Satan in the serpent, in the serpent, when he's listening to a voice that she has no right to be paying attention to, she says, we're not to eat of it, we're not to even touch it. Do you realize that's adding to God's instruction? See, somewhere the message has gotten confused. Suddenly now we're not paying attention to the word of God. We're listening to something else. And the very fact that she was standing there at the tree listening, and I believe Adam was nearby, okay? Listening to the deceiver. Listening to the one who promised more than God intended. Oh, you're not going to die, right? God just knows that you'll be like God and know. Right? Oh, well, here you go. It'd be great to be like God. Remember the original fall? Who raised themselves up to be God? Satan did. All right? So, so this whole thing of, of taking our own autonomy, this whole thing of choosing to disobey the word of God so that I have Control, authority, autonomy over my own life. 
I can be my own God. See, that's the sin of the garden. I can be my own God. That's the sin of 2022. Okay? People want to be their own God. So, as we walk through the Bible, the theme from last week is about God spoke everything into existence. God spoke creation. Okay? God spoke the Word. God spoke, right? Christ is light and life. Those are the things we covered last week. Everything God created, right? So now, we've got the fall. Now, how many of you watch... Um, I know this is one of those things I watch because I think it's kind of because I, I used to do this sort of thing. And fortunately, I grew up. How many of you watch those, those, those fail videos? See? Those things where, where people are doing something they really should not ought to do. Right? Like, like, like the one where they set up this ramp. Right? And, and there's a big hill on the back side of the ramp and like a pond. <laughs> and you see some adventurous soul ride a bicycle down another hill, hit the ramp, the ramp disintegrates, and they just simply crash. They make hours and hours of videos of people doing this, and they call it fails, meaning the attempt or, or the planned action is an ultimate failure, okay? Uh, there's even on uh, on one of the free uh, streaming television channels, there, there's a whole channel to get dedicated to, to Fail Army. I don't know how many of you see that. It's just one of these videos after another. And, and I'm always looking at it going, what, what, what were you thinking? And in the back of my head, I hear my dad's voice going, what were you thinking? And then, and then sin in my life, I'm hearing my father in heaven's voice going, what were you thinking? You see, you see how it all connects together in God's plan and progress and story of redemption. God gave us everything we needed. We failed. We are deceived. You see? We've been lied to. An angel of light, one of the descriptors of Satan. See? When you read this passage and it says, did you eat from the tree that I commanded you not to? The man. The man. He, he, he spoke up and said, Right? So God addresses Eve and she goes, see, we live in a culture, society, indeed a world that, that will not admit that I've done the wrong thing. God, I've sinned against you. You want to see probably, and, and this is just my opinion, Psalm 51, when David admits his sin before, against you and you only have I sinned. You see that? So, so I was going to title today's message, First Family Fails. Right? I thought that'd make a great title. First Family Fails. You know, Adam and Eve, here we are. We're, we're a family in the garden. God planted it all. We got everything we need. 
but we want more. We want to be like God. We don't want any authority over us. We want our own autonomy. We, we, God said, don't do it, but why? Why did God say not to do that? See, there are a lot of things that God has said in his word that now are being questioned, right? Can I just go ahead? I'm going to say this, and some of y'all are going to get mad, or somebody online is going to get mad, and, and therefore I shouldn't say it, right? No, I'm going to say it. Do you know that I have never questioned whether or not I was a guy? Never. God said, male and female, he created them. I said, okay, I got to pick one. As I become self-aware as a five-year-old, right? God, thank you. I think I got this figured out. Okay? But the things that God has said are the ones that are being challenged, the ones that are being questioned, the ones that are absolutely sending our culture and our society into a tailspin. God said it. What have you done? What have you done? You ignored what God said. I have people all the time, they'll say, do you really believe da-da-da-da-da something in the, some position I take on things in the culture? And I'll go, I don't, I don't ever, well, I do. But here you go. Here's what, here's what I always want to rely on. I had a guy ask me that question one time. I turned to Romans chapter 1. I said, would you just do me a favor and read that chapter? I'll wait. I let them read chapter 1. They went, Okay, never mind. They didn't want to continue the question. Because I didn't have to say it. God said it. What did you do with what God said? Right? First family fails. We've been deceived. And I didn't give these texts to you, Michael. So I'm just going to read it as if it were, you know, the account of God's word from Genesis 4, verse 8. It says, Cain said to his brother Abel, let's go out to the field. While they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, where's your brother Abel? I don't know, he replied. Am I my brother's guardian, keeper? Then he said, what have you done? Do you hear that question again? What have you done? Your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. See, folks, can I just go ahead and say this? God takes sin very seriously. God takes sin very seriously. See, that's why he made provision for it in his people, in his children, in the body of Christ. If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin, to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. That, that's the product of relationship. What have you done? What have you done? Man, I, I, I read these two passages kind of side by side. I was like, what have you done? And then I apply it in my own life and I go, Bobby, what have you done? So, Quite honestly, this morning in preparation for, for to stand in front of you and present the word of God, God, what have I done? Reveal to me in my life the sin, the shortcomings, the definition of sin, missing the mark, God. I want to stand before you 
in the righteousness of Christ because I, I can't be perfect and I know that. I want to be. But he became sin that we might become his righteousness. God, forgive me. Keep progressing through Genesis and it says, when the Lord saw, this is Genesis 6, verse 5, when the Lord saw that human wickedness was widespread on the earth and that every inclination of the human heart was nothing but evil all the time, or mind. Some translations go either way. Listen to this. The Lord regretted that he had made man on the earth. Folks. And he was deeply grieved. Then the Lord said, I will wipe mankind whom I created off the face of the earth together with the animals, creatures that crawl, and birds of the sky. For I regret that I made them. But here you go. Noah, however, found favor with God. There is redemption. See, there is redemption. God loved us. God loved everybody then. But there was a corruption, a deception of what God had made. And from the very beginning in creation, as God moves us through the purpose, the plan, uh, the ordination of redemption, God is showing it to us as we move through Scripture. Right? Every, every daily devotional, every gathering in the Word that I write, I, I, I want to reference the fact that God is moving His plan forward from creation, right? To, 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 to the failure, to, 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 to Noah, right? To Abraham. Moving on through. We're going to get to the book where God says, mankind did what was right in their own eyes in the book of Judges. And I look at that and I go, what have you done? Folks, we've had it all, right? Don't miss it. Don't forfeit it. Don't be deceived. Everything that God has offered to us, we can find in this relationship, in this redemption, in the regeneration that God has provided in Jesus Christ. The only gospel, the only good news of salvation is the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. There's no other way to heaven. I listened to a podcast yesterday where some guy was talking about this, this thing going on called this universal Christ, this cosmic Christ. And I was like, and y'all know my response to stuff like that. I listened to that and I was like, how can we be so deceived? And the question was asked, if God is indeed the pantheism or the panentheism, whatever they call it, did I get that right? Pantheistic, but there's a panentheistic. There's another, like a derivation of it. 
None of it's new. It's all the same corrupt old, you know, deception. But he said, if God is indeed in everything, there would be no need for Christ. See, Christ is necessary for redemption. Because there is a fall. There is a separation from God. You need Jesus. Okay? I said this yesterday. I had to do a funeral yesterday for my neighbor. My neighbor passed away last Friday and, and, and never attended here. I've sat out at the picnic table talking to him about Jesus. He gave verbal testimony that he believed. Right? Okay. I'm going to. I'm going to tell his family that, but I said yesterday to the, the folks in the room, I said, you need Jesus. If you don't know Jesus, if you haven't received the salvation that God has provided in the shed blood of Jesus Christ, you need Jesus. Folks, we're going to get that all year long. If you get tired of hearing it, I'm not sorry. Okay? We need Jesus. Pray with me. God, thank you for today. I thank you for your word. And I thank you, God, that, that you loved us. You loved us so much. You loved us enough that, that in Christ you took the form of man. You went to the cross and died in our place. And yet, God, Christ rose in victory. And that's the power, God, that you have provided in our lives. God, help us to live it. and Help us to live it out. So, God, I want to praise you for the morning. Yes, we might be fewer in number in the room. But God, as people listen and hear on Facebook and wherever else, God, help us to understand. God, we've got everything we need. God, help us to not be deceived by the world, by Satan. Thank you for an incredible love. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.